In today's episode, we'll be discussing Reminiscence, directed by Lisa Joy, starring Hugh Jackman as Nicholas Nick Bannister, Rebecca Ferguson as Mai, Thondawi Newton as Emily Wad Sanders, Cliff Curtis as Cyrus Booth, Marina de Tavara as Tamara Swati Sylvan, Daniel Wu as St. Joy, Mojin Aria as Sebastian Sylvan, Brett Colin as Walter Sylvan, Natalie Martinez as Avery Costillo, Angela Serafine as Elsa Kareen, Javier Molina as Hank, Sam Medina as Falks, Noria Nishimura as Harris, Roxton Garcia as Freddy, and Nico Parker as Zoe. The movie was released on August 20th, 2021 on a budget of $68 million. Music was by Ramin Dajawadi. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Hit it. Reminiscence. New yes, Hugh sir. Jackman movie. I was not excited to watch this one. I'm going to lay it out there right no, now. I, I wasn't either. Nothing was about this trailer sold me. Nothing about the premise of this movie had me hyped. Right. Not a thing. Right? No interest. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. I won't say no interest. Very minimal interest. The only reason I had any sort of interest was because it was Hugh Jackman. It's yes. hard not to want to watch a Hugh Jackman movie. Yeah. And I've seen him in things that are, you know, way less. I mean, uh, you know, the prestige. Uh huh. You know, was one of those movies where you're like, okay. Oh, I love the prestige. I loved it too. Yeah, one it of my was favorites. Insanely good. Hard to believe that's a one of Nolan's earlier works. Yeah, that's like when he solidified he could do oh, anything yeah. the fuck yeah, he wanted to definitely. do. Definitely. David Bowie's portrayal of Tesla was awesome, but yeah, everybody's portrayal of everything in that movie was yeah. awesome. I mean, Hugh Jackman is a quasi bad guy in that movie. Like that, they escalated yes. quickly. Like it that movie just went very, boom, 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 very quickly. Um, but so this movie reminiscence, it's made by Lisa Joy, which I'm mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. She's a writer from Westworld, right? Writer producer, and she did some executive producing on that show. She as was well. co-creator, co-creator. Yes. Yeah. So she directed a few. Uh, she may have directed more than a few. I don't know. I've never looked at Westworld. Uh, she wrote. She executive produced. Mm-hmm. This is her feature film debut. Right now, I'm gonna get this out of the way right now. As far as feature film debuts go pretty impressive start it's all a big things scale considered. yeah yeah she she went for the fucking gusto on this one right she shot for the moon didn't quite make it landed maybe on the eiffel tower or or maybe she she maybe hit the height Everest. of the stratosphere maybe Everest. she hit the height of the stratosphere and then just slowly kind of yeah. t- trickled back down by no means was this a terrible movie it was actually i was pleasantly surprised when i finished it i was like okay Wow, that was a lot better than I was expecting. No means was it great, but definitely not a bad movie. I'll, I'll give that you seems to be not a bad that movie. seems to be a trend this week. You know, <laughs> Protege was not a great movie, not a bad movie, somewhere in the middle. This for me was a little higher on the end, of better than the Protege, which is like funny because when we said right. the last episode, this is sitting at thirty five percent of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. By no means is it a thirty five percent movie. That's that's that sounds ter- that's terrible. Right. I think uh, you know, I understand it borrows from, it is a movie you've seen before a yeah. million oh, times. Most definitely. It brought it a that. lot of, uh, elements from a lot of neo-noir stuff. Like we've been talking about it since you came over today. Right. 
a lot of borrowing here. A lot of yeah. vibes. A lot of you know what? And just dawned on me. You know what movie this reminds me of for for some reason? What's that? Transcendence with Johnny Depp. You remember that movie? Well, yeah. It, yeah, I got those vibes. Kind of, kind of does feel like that, too. but it's better because yeah. that movie I can't. I can barely remember bits and pieces of that movie. Like the cinematography in that movie was amazing, but yeah. that was about the extent of it. I re- I remember that movie pretty well, right? But yeah, I think you're you're you hit the nail on the head with that. Um, again, we have talked about this. I feel like we've talked about this in the la- some of the last you know four episodes, four or five episodes. The cast is amazing. Oh yeah, and they. Oh, casting has been it's, on point. Lately. I mean, it's serious. Yeah, which is detrimental to these movies in general. Like, obviously, the cast is what carries the film, right? You got a bad cast, it ain't gonna work. They a good, a great cast can make a bad movie decent. Yeah, I agree. A bad cast can make a great movie. Blech. Blech. Yeah, this was a good cast making a mediocre movie, just a little bit of above mediocre. Right. I agree. Now, the only person that I didn't get the casting of was Tandy Newton, that she was some real badass uh, assistant. No badass military person, fighter, and all this stuff. Because, I mean, she's tiny. I mean, like, frail tiny. She was was Hugh Jackman's assistant, right? Yeah, but she was also in the war with him. Yeah. Yeah, when she came in and saved him from being dunked into that eel tank. Right. It's that was like, I was like, damn, she's a badass. And then I'm like, yeah. damn, that's a small woman coming yes, in here whoops some ass. Tiny, tiny person. I mean, that that kind of was like, okay. And Hugh Jackman's a big dude. He's tall. He's yeah. What is he? What did we find out? He was six two. He's close to my height. He is way too tall to have played Wolverine, which is really kind of weird because I'm like, oh yeah, he's way too tall to play Wolverine. Yeah, that's what most people said. But he. But they just got wrong. taller people to go around him. <laughs> <laughs> Made him hunker down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Just just slouch. Everybody slouch. else is walking on platforms. He's walking in holes. He is 6'2", so he's just yeah. a little shorter than I am. Right. Ryan Reynolds is 6'2", too. Right. Holy shit. Famke Jensen's, mm-hmm. the woman that played Jean Grey, six foot. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I, never in a million years would I guess she was that tall. I would have never. I, I still don't understand why they cast somebody that old for Jean Grey. But anyway, I don't really care. But, she's gorgeous you know, she's and she gorgeous, fit the role. And she fit the cast crazy. at the time. Yeah. Um, well, how old was she when that movie came out? I know we're on a little bit of a sidebar because that movie came out in two thousand. But she but, was born in sixty four. As a so counter was, to Scott in that movie, yeah, either they miscast Scott or they miscast her because I mean Wolverine's good good age. You know, Hugh Jackman's. Good I don't age. think they necessarily her. miscast anybody. I think they definitely underutilized. In that movie. Yeah, but I'm talking about the age-wise. The oh, look yeah, of well, the aesthetic well, she of it. looks young. Yeah. Even now. Mm-hmm. All right, a little bit of a tangent. We're going back. We're backtracking. Back to back Hugh Jackman to being six foot two in Reminiscence. Yeah. Um, definitely, when it comes to vibes, we already talked about this, you and I. Blade Runner. Um, yeah. Inception. Yes. I even got some Chinatown vibes. That is good. And... A little hint of Waterworld, but this didn't Waterworld a lot better. Right. Like, a lot I, better. Like you said, I got all the old Mickey Spillane, you know, Dame walks into the office, you know, hey. Maltese Falcon type exactly. situation. Yeah. All of that. Right. You know, you get every bit of those right. in this movie. Oh, and thank God for Rebecca Ferguson's character. She or Her being who she is as an actress. Right. She's pretty good. She she's played good. the part of... 
the the helpless dame slash the backstabber mm-hmm. slash the actual good person at the end of the movie. Right. Flawlessly. Oh, she did. Nailed it. Every Very instance good. of it. And Hugh Jackman, as usual, fucking killed whatever he's doing. Yeah. Did his yelling no and yeah. just just <laughs> absolute disheveled look. Like, just, oh, the world has beaten me to right. a, just a boiling crisp. Yeah. However shall I go on? He does do that very well. He does, right? He's typecasted yeah. when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. But the the movie is, I'm not going to say cookie cutter, because it had some intriguing concepts, but concepts that have almost been done better in other movies, right? I think, yeah, it was... I mean, delving into somebody's memory... It took a lot of other cookie cutters and put it together. <laughs> I mean, yes. seriously. Oh, well, the one thing this movie did exceptionally well was majestic as fuck which was the scenery oh my god holy shit that the the streets of miami were flooded because the world is just flooded in this movie like every the icebergs have melted everybody sleeps during the day everybody's mm-hmm. out about at night right all of miami's flooded and they have buildings and some roads still left that were on higher ground mm-hmm. everybody it's like venice except modern city it is an intriguing concept and a really different way of setting this movie. It is. I mean, the, I get the post-apocalyptic vibe because how are you going to sell people wanting to live in their pasts? But then again, people want to live in their past no matter where you set the movie. Right? Oh, man. What was that movie with uh, Jodie Foster and um, Matt Damon? Uh, Jodie Foster and Matt Damon. He was trying to get up to... Elysium? Yes. This is reminds me of that okay a bit because it's you know the rich people live behind these walls but in that situation they live oh. up in the sky. oh yeah there's a lot you of know, messages in this movie this, a lot of green peace and right. rich and the poor divide and all that crap there's a normal. lot of that in it yeah no definitely a lot of that um the way the movie is structured was actually like at first i was not paying much attention to this movie. I streamed it on HBO Max. We did not mm-hmm. go see this one in theaters. Um, I wasn't paying much attention to it. And then I would say about a third of the way through, it caught my attention. Right. And it held it till the end. Right. And I feel like if I would have seen this in theaters, I probably would have had my full attention all the way through, obviously, because I'm in a theater. Okay. But because I was watching it at home and I wasn't too intrigued to begin with, I was just like, oh, whatever. And then... He started, like, it started cutting back and forth between his memories, and then, like, it started doing the Inception-style thing, and I was like, whoa, okay, better start paying attention, and then I just got involved in the story, and I was like, okay, you know what, I'm invested, I'm here, and then it ended, I was like, okay, that was a solid, enjoyable ride. Yeah, it's funny funny that you say that. The first part of the movie was not, I mean, the last third of the movie was where where the meat and the potatoes was. Oh, yeah. You know, the first part of the movie. You got to eat your veggies. Just like, yeah. yeah. You yeah. got to like, shovel oh that God, shit we're in. slogging through this thing. Well, it was a lot of world building. Yeah. And that's. A ton of world I building. I think this movie it, it had good ideas, good concepts, but mm-hmm. it was too much they were trying to do in one movie. Like, she's like, Lisa Joy was probably thinking, fuck, all right, I want to do this, I want to yeah. do this, and I want to do this all in one movie. It's <laughs> like, you could have made that like. three separate movies. Yes. And those three separate movies would have been bomb as shit, probably. Right. This one. Because she tried to jam so much into one, and being a freshman take on a feature film, mm-hmm. like I said, not mm-hmm. a bad effort. I've seen a lot worse than this. Right. Um, 
she did she did a solid job with it but i think if you would have taken out maybe one of these elements it would have been a lot better flow a lot better presentation okay i'm not gonna say presentation because the presentation was pretty solid but yeah, you yeah, could have taken out one or two of these elements and it made it work just fine right by itself like if you just wanted to focus on people reliving their memories mm-hmm. if you just want to focus on a neo-noir mystery thriller Right. If you want to focus on a post-apocalyptic world, like you didn't need to do all three at once because no discredit to her. That's a hard con. Those are hard things to juggle in general. But when compounded together, it becomes a lot more to juggle. And then with the messages she was trying to put in there and everything. Yeah, exactly. It, I guess the less the takeaway from this movie should have been less is more. Yes, absolutely. Less is more. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, you, when you, like you said, when you try to shoehorn so many things into a short period of time, uh, you know, you didn't want to make the movie longer because it was just the vision you, she had was too dis kind of disjointed, mm-hmm. uh, to make it longer. Um, so, you know, you have to stick it with that time period, but you have to fit all that crap in there. Right. And it doesn't fit together well. Right. And it's like, okay, slow down. Like you said, rethink about it, rethink it, and maybe, like you said, make it a two part, make it two movies. Right. Two Would separate cool. movies. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, it uh, done that. But, and I'm not getting this heavy spoiler to her. This movie did not have a happy ending. No, it, it tried to portray it like it was a happy I'm ending. I'm glad it didn't. Yes. No, I agree. It tried to portray itself as a happy ending. Right. This was not a fucking happy ending. It was depressing when you actually think about it. It was, it was, this was the best you're going to get. Yeah. From this situation. Well, it, what was cool is I appreciate the fact that the hero, Hugh Jackman's character, Nick, had repercussions yes, to his actions. That's what I liked about it. But I didn't like the fact that the repercussions were exactly what he wanted. It's like, yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm okay. going to take the smack on the ass, but I secretly like this smack on the ass. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they gave him that because he helped them solve the riddle of all these other things and bring down this big giant right Baron yes. family. But but fuck still, was it demented? Yeah, like this. Oh, so it was. the ending was him. He figured out this whole conspiracy, which the the twists and stuff were cool. Like that's yeah. that's when I got huge Chinatown vibes. Yeah, right. Like, Ten ways of fucked up was yeah, yeah. <laughs> most definitely. Um, and then this is one of those movies that I don't feel it's necessary to spoil those kind of twists because it's no, it's it's no, better viewing that. Otherwise, you're just gonna have no reason to watch this at all. Mm-hmm. The ending, though, I don't mind spoiling. Pretty much after he blows this whole conspiracy open, he had pretty much just royally fucked up an individual, which was one of the bad guys. His name was Booth, by, played by Cliff yeah. Curtis, which which is uh, excellent actor, I, great I mean, actor. Just, <laughs> I cannot see him as a bad guy though. He is like just a I lovable bro dude. Kind of, I can't. I've seen him as kind of a, as a bad guy before. Training Day, he played a bad guy. Yeah, but he yeah. just doesn't come across as a bad guy though. Like he just like he just looks like one of those guys. Who's like, man, I could drink with that dude, no problem. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you could. But I mean, I've he he. He was believable to me. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Fairly believable, but yeah. the same token, it's just like I, eh, like not a bad, not a bad, bad guy, but right. could have been better. Um, he pretty much just brain fried him, roasted his oh, brain yeah. with the technology he was using to go into his memories, and mm-hmm. he did it on purpose. Yes, and so because of what he did to him, but having solved this whole conspiracy and all this crap that he unraveled, they pretty much gave him an out. 
instead of going to jail, he just stayed in his reminiscence pod. Mm-hmm. And the movie ends with his assistant, which was uh, played, yeah, played by she was she was the character Watts, right? Checking in on him, she was old as shit at this point with her granddaughter, mm-hmm. and he was old and decrepit in that tube. Well, right. not decrepit, but he was just old. old it's like yeah. he should have been decrepit, having been sitting in that yeah. water for so long, shriveled up, and <laughs> just constant reliving his memories right. with Rebecca Ferguson's character Mai. That's all he did yeah. for however long. I mean, that had to have been 20, 30 years at that point had gone by. Oh, yeah. And he'd just been sitting in that tube, just reliving those memories over and over again. I'm like, fuck me, that's depressing. Yeah. Like, it's that depressing, is absolutely depressing. But like you said, it's better than sitting in a prison cell just looking at the walls. Yeah, I'm curious <laughs> at what their prison kind of looked wild. like yeah. in this Back world. Because yeah. I saw she was with somebody when Watts quit and then he came back to see her mm-hmm. towards the end of the movie, she was like in some rehabilitation place or something and they were in these right. pods underwater. I'm wondering if they just kind of like cryo their asses Probably in this world. Something. I mean, this world... What you call it? Demolition man style. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, it would have been funny if you had actually seen like demolition man type <laughs> situations. Wesley Snipes over <laughs> Just in there like... Yeah. <laughs> um, This world is definitely... Like, her world, world building is nothing to shirk at. Like oh, I said, no. if you had taken out the element of the memories and delving into their memories and just going with the mystery thriller noir. Right. And the, I mean, it's all catalyst. I mean, the way she did it made itself work, but it could work right. better. If you had just done the mystery thriller and the post-apocalyptic world, all of Blade Runner type style. Right. I think she could have pulled that off so well. And that would have been a world that you would want to go back to and look at more and more because it, there's a lot to that world there. If you look at, uh, you haven't seen Westworld. No. But if you go watch that show, the world building in that is fantastic. It is just insanely exciting until you get to last season. I mean, last season starts getting into the real world and it's like, oh, okay. You know, it gets a little. So I'm glad you brought that up. That brings me to my next point. When you take these television directors, television creators that have the long format storytelling and make it work for their long format storytelling, it is hard for them to compress yep. into, what was this runtime? With credits, it was an hour and 56 minutes. Yeah. That's a short ass movie right yes. there. And as for as much world building as she did, which she did fairly well because it made that world yes. believable and yes. it was beautiful and fucked up all at the same token. Mm-hmm. It was almost too much to swallow at points. It was. It was constant shoveling it down. Yeah. Until you like you said, we got to the meat and potatoes of it. And when you got to the meat and potatoes, like, damn, when it was good, it was it fucking was, good. It was decent. Yeah. yeah. It was, I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, that's just a lesson for her to take away is, and I get it. It's probably very difficult for, you know, I got, I got a whole season to show off this world. Right. And to build it slowly to, fuck, I got to fit this all in in 30 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of dialogue at a that point. Yeah, a lot of um. Oh, it was overvoice or what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, narrated narration going on there. Yeah. Hugh Jackman narrated like sixty percent of this movie. Yes, he did. And thank God he's got a likable voice because I feel like if it had been anybody else, you'd yeah. been like, you'd been a little tough for certain other people. Got Carrot Top in here narrating a movie. No, come on. <laughs> oh. I'm not oh. saying he's like I'm Carrot like Top. I'm saying that going, would not wow. work. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I know you didn't say that. I'm just thinking. Yeah, yeah that, that, that fucked you up with that one, didn't I? <laughs> and, you know, auditory imagination there. It's like, oh, no. No. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it being 
what it is. It's an old carrot top or monster carrot top. Oh, monster <laughs> carrot top, Hoss. Easy. Um, like I said, this being the movie that it is, the way it, for freshman attempt, solid fucking attempt. I'll I be agree. watching her with a careful eye. Yeah. And I think she's going to get better and better as she goes. Because if she can do, you know, like she, like you said, if she can start adapting or either get a longer movie. Right. Or, or start adapting yeah, that this short movie would have probably been better if it was like two, two and a half hours. Two hour 15, 2.30 probably. Would have probably been if, a solid runtime. Now, now thinking about it, probably would have been. Because, I mean, you could have stretched out some of the things that you just tried to right. slam in there. Now, I definitely don't appreciate the fact that this movie was not advertised well at no. all. Like, there was no attempt made to sell this movie. I don't think so either. No, because the trailer the trailer tried to give you Inception, when in reality it was neo-noir mystery thriller with a hint of Inception. You right. know what I mean? And it just did not sell it. Yeah. It did not sell it well at all. Right. And I, that's, I blame my lack of interest in the I, advertisement I too, for this movie. Because, I mean, you do, I mean, it just looked like, oh my gosh, this is going to be... Not even I. Ain't. Oh, it looked like a hot mess. Yeah, from did. the trailers. It did. It yeah, like a hot no. Mess. Whoever was in charge for advertising for mm-hmm. this movie should be fired. Should absolutely be fired, and they did yeah. her a disservice. Yes, they did. A hundred percent disservice. That like Warner Brothers should have. I feel like if they would have backed it, gave her some advertisement, gave her just a little more time to tweak it. Right, been a fucking solid it A. Been a great movie. Yeah. yeah. At this point, for me, it's in like a B B plus area in an epic type of environment. Yes. I mean we would have been considering it an epic. Right. I think, you know. And I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit of a philosophical here. I don't think that studios give female directors the chance to shine no, as much as they should. Not nearly as and much as they... they really have to prove themselves. I mean, right. how many freshman takes have directors gone done, male directors gone done that are just absolutely hot garbage... Hacks. And they get movie after movie after movie. And I'm hoping she gets more shots because she's got some talent. Yeah, very much so. But because this movie's in that fucking 35% of Rotten Tomatoes, by no means is that necessary. You get critical just smash. And it's not going to make any money because it didn't even have Thursday night premiere. Like, we couldn't even go see it Thursday night. We would have had to wait till Friday. Right. And they're releasing on HBO Max. I'm hoping this one gets a cult following, which I could see it getting. And... Her finding some success in that and being able to go and do something more. Like, I could definitely see Marvel picking her up or could, DC yeah. trying to grab her first. I mean, saying, hey, I'm seeing a lot of Chloe Zhang. Will Is Witt. that how you're saying her yeah. name? Chloe yeah. Zhang. I could see definitely her following in that type of footstep and doing something truly beautiful with. I agree. I mean, her world building skills alone. Well, I mean, here's the thing get her to do a series. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like an HBO Max yeah, superhero or, or, series or, or Disney, you know, Plus Disney Plus. Or, yeah. yeah. Hell, Something it doesn't even like have to that. be superhero. Right. Get her into a small up-and-coming studio. Hell, send her to Blumhouse. That'd be awesome. Oh, dude. I bet she could do rock a fucking horror movie, especially with them doing all the new Mar- uh, not Marvel, <laughs> shit, uh, Universal uh, horror movies that they're doing. After oh, yeah. The Invisible Man, okay. they're doing more and more like that. Yeah. Get her in one of those. I bet she would bet fucking rock it. She'd do great. She would kill it. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. So, yeah, definitely... Definitely a solid movie. Worth watching. If you can't go see in theaters, definitely watch it on HBO Max. Yeah. Give it undivided attention because it deserves it. Like, 
I will go be I will go back and watch it again with my wife and I'll show it to her. Yeah. And it'll well, get my full attention this this go around. Yeah, check out the first part. I mean, you're not wrong that the first part is a lot of world building yeah. and a lot of slogging right. through some things. It's like, okay. Well, and that that but, was a lot too that she could just like, and I, I thought about this while I was watching it. A lot of narration that wasn't entirely necessary. necessary. It right. could have been visual. Like Blade Runner did that very well. There's a lot of visual mm-hmm. interpretation of what yes. the world was. Yes. And that's why that movie is still gone over with oh, a fine tooth comb gosh. to this day. Yeah, man. So it could have been in the vein of that and not really have Hugh Jackman narrate. What you don't do when you, and this is my opinion, obviously, what you don't do when you do world building is you don't make the character explain the world they're living in. Exactly. You, they just live in that world. Why and would they explain their world, world if they live in that world? Yes. Have him explain the mystery he's solving in his narration if you're going to do narration. Yeah. Don't exactly. have him justify the world he's living right. in. Yeah, because the world is... Exp- I mean, you can espouse that through just the regular action of the movie. And just right. the regular dialogue of the movie. Yeah, it was... That I felt was a bit unnecessary. The more I looked at it, you know. Right. Excuse me. Um, yeah, no, definitely, definitely solid attempt. The Hugh Jackman just God, he, like again, the the trailers did not do him justice no, in that either. Because I, I agree, it made him look like he was just lost the whole movie in the trailers. Yeah. It's like, huh, huh. I mean, he oh. was. He was being duped, but he wasn't lost. Let's no, he, he played a good detective, and he wasn't yeah. even a detective. Like right. He just went on this murder mystery adventure because the woman he loved had disappeared. Right. That was one thing. That is like one thing I'll spoil a little bit. I loved how she left him a message and boosts memories. I like that, too. Before yeah. she went out. Yep. That was cool. Yep. And then he walked into the machine and kind of got to like live that memory as himself yeah. with her there. That was, but like the one thing I didn't understand is when he kissed the memory echo of her that he was viewing the machine did like, he looked like he was actually kissing her. How the fuck does mm-hmm. that work that way? I don't know. I don't know how that worked either. Hmm. Now the, the story, the, the detective mystery within itself was very well written mm-hmm. though. Like it was hard to, yes, Pick, it wasn't like the protege where you could guess what was going to happen next. Right. I mean, you kind of had inklings. Yeah, it's some of it, but they twisted it enough to where it was like, okay, this is where this is where it went. Right. Oh. Yeah, we won't we won't spoil anymore. No, I really don't want to spoil yeah. this movie. This is like one of those few movies that I don't feel necessary mm-hmm. to spoil. Though I am starting to figure out that a lot of people that listen to our stuff wait until they've seen the movie so they can really appreciate what we're talking about. Yeah. Which is understandable because this is more of a review slash discussion on the movie we just watched. So, I mean, do we feel bad about giving spoilers? Not at all. Do we recommend that you watch the movies before you listen to us? Yeah, Yeah. because otherwise you're not going to really know what the fuck we're talking about 90% of the time. You're just going to laugh when we laugh and that's that. Mm -hmm. Because we are pretty funny. Comedy gold, baby. Yeah, dead dead on, bro. Nail it every time. So, I'm going to sidestep for a second. Yeah. You know what's coming out tomorrow? Possibly. Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Ah. That is going to be, nice. be solid. I cannot wait for that. Man, and then we're what's that. we're two weeks away from Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And then... Man, it seems like so long, man. It's only two... It was September jump 3rd. Jump. I know. Yeah. Well, so ne- this coming week, 
we got to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're talking about Candyman Andy just Andy because Andy DaCosta. Uh, fuck, I think I butchered that name. What is his name? Some DaCosta? DaCosta, yeah. I forget the fur. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Go ahead and spiel on for a second. Why? But yeah, I, you know, I, I believe this week with Candyman, uh, it's a movie, like you said. Mia DaCosta. Yeah. Um, that we wanted to see just because it's that remake of that old classic. I mean, it's... You, you know, know I've never seen the original. Falling. I've never seen the original. Wow, really? No. Never, I, ever. N- nope. It was 92. Oh, dude. dude, I was yeah. one. But still, over okay. the years... You know how many movies there have been that I did not yeah. have the opportunity to watch oh, that I have no. to go back and watch? Yeah. You forget, Haas. I was True. born in 91, okay? I was graduating high school in 91. I know. Okay, you and your childhood <laughs> a fucking Space Jam need to chill out with your bullshit. I know, okay? All my oh, point man. is, I have more of a back catalog than you do. You yeah. were there for most of the shit True. that I have to back catalog for. Oh, have you watched Chud yet? <laughs> Fuck no, I need to watch that, no. though. I want to watch that because oh you God, brought it up. Crazy. I am not yeah. opposed to watching anything at least once, except that one movie you sent me, which was the uh, the Green Knight oh, the knockoff. Green Knight. Yeah, that sucked. the Valiant Knight well, or the Valiant. Well, Chad's gonna suck too, but yeah, but you, know. you appreciate that movie. So, all right. who was in the original one? Uh, Nobody I would know. Okay. Oh yeah, you would. Um, he's played in several things as a bad guy. Uh, oh man. Was it Tony Todd? Yes. Xander Berkeley? Okay. I'll give it a watch. Especially if we're going to do the next one. But we're starting to get towards Slim Pickens territory. Yeah. So we're going to have to start figuring something out as to tie us over until stuff starts coming back out again. Because it's like after Shang-Chi, there's really not much up until October. Because they pushed Venom. Yeah. So we're gonna have to it's, we're gonna have to find stuff to tie us over. I think what we'll, we'll probably do things. is movies that we missed, like a quiet place and mm-hmm. maybe quiet even place. Hitman's Wife Party. Anything yeah. that we can talk about for thirty do minutes that, plus I'm do, in for. You know, I mean I definitely think you haven't seen Tomorrow War yet, have you? I have not watched that one yet. You gotta no. Watch that, man. Chris Pratt is one of my faves, so I gotta watch yeah. that at some point. So, I mean it was a really solid outing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really solid. Alex. I got a lot of Edge of Tomorrow Amazon. vibes from that movie. Amazon movie. Yeah. Was well, it? yeah. It, I mean, it definitely leans the concept of okay, you're throwing back in the time, but it's a different way to. It's a different way. Of it's doing not a it. Groundhog Day type no, repeat. Exactly. Repeat nope. It's just nope, more nope. of a future. Mm-hmm. And then the past and the future yeah. and the past. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'll have to give that one a watch too. You know, what I'm thinking we should also do. Let's find the shittiest movie we could watch and try to do one on that. <laughs> the look you're giving me right now. Another shitty movie. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we ought to try that. Let's try that. The shit we watched this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we got to find something to do with Candyman for next week. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck we're going to find, though. We'll try. I mean, we well, can we also do a find quiet place too. Yeah, I mean, we could do that. Well, we also got to find something to watch with uh, Shang Chi too. Yeah, because we got to do dos doseritos. We do Mondays and Thursdays. What? I'm trying to think what comes out, there. dude. 
I don't even know. All I know is on September 3rd, my ass is going to be in the seat, front, not front row center, but back seat, back row and center for Shang-Chi. Yeah. That's it. That's all I give a damn about. I don't care what the hell else comes out that week. I'm going to be a little closer. Really? I'll be a little closer. You're going to be like in the middle? I'm old. Shut up. We sit in the back row all the time. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't see you squinting the whole time. Like, oh, shit. What just happened? It looks like see. an ant up there. All I see is you over here eating Twizzlers like, mm, that's just cool. Holy yeah. shit. God damn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Don't judge me. Twizzlers. I, Twizzlers right. is a bomb, dude. Like, yes. I, I, I went out of my comfort zone for the proje and got Sour Patch Kids instead oh, of yeah. Twizzlers. Yeah. And I saw you come up and sit next to me and start mowing down Twizzlers. Like, like, God damn, damn it. I should have got Twizzlers. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Just something about them. Yeah, no. Twizzlers are good. They're just like that. Mm. Movie candy. Sour Patch Goods are good, too, but, it's, you know, you can just mow Twizzlers down. Oh, you can. <laughs> well, after too many Sour Patch Kids, it starts to grind the roof of your mouth a little bit. From yeah. the sour and the, like, yeah. the sour granules on top, the sugar. I'm just like... <laughs> My mouth is sore. How are you? Don't oh, look yeah. at me like that. Hmm? Don't look at me like that. Just because I said my mouth is sore, you don't need to look at me like that. What? 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 Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, man. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. No, I... uh yeah, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do for Shang-Chi. Actually, we gotta come up a list for yeah, we'll next do several leaks. Actually, yeah. I think one of the things we can do, like you said, is go on to some of the streaming services and look at what's on there. Well, uh, we got a back catalog from yeah. while we were on hiatus from Tenet all the way up to Godzilla vs. Kong. There's a lot of stuff. You know, yeah. you we could also get recommendations too. If people are oh, wanting yeah. to reach out, you know, we're everywhere now. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Yep. Movies in black and white. You can find us. Uh tell us what you want us to watch and review because we'll we'll do it. We don't like we said before, we don't really on, care. On Twitter at movies and at B, movies and B and W. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I need to tag it all on our Facebook page if people follow us there, because that's probably gonna be the easiest thing to find. Right. It's on our YouTube channels too. Mm-hmm. When we're there as well. Cool. Yeah, no, I need to. You know what we should also do is like a whole series review before like Halloween comes out. Oh, do like, you the, know, all the all Halloween, Halloween movies. Yeah. Do something like that. Yeah. Because I've been, I'm almost done watching all those. Watch all the crazy ones. Uh, you know, they have a Blade Runner animated series coming out, they have a Witcher animated series yeah i saw that but they're doing a blade runner one too it's called black lotus crazy Mm -hmm. i'd love to see that the anime for all these uh the for these series are going to be really great well they can do all the crazy shit that's hard to do in movies sometimes yep that's why it's hard to translate video games and anime to movie form Mm -hmm. because you can do some off the wall crazy shit right and it's hard to translate that means shit uh to he even said that he's not interested in trying to move forward until he finishes Akira. Like right. he wants yeah. to do Akira. Like he is yeah. he is like a fucking bulldog with that one. He is right. not letting it go. Right. He's all over it, man. Oh, you saw the uh trailers for the Star Wars anime, right? That Star Wars Vision? Oh, holy my God. shit, that looked Dude. dope as fuck. I was like mind boggled. Amazing. Oh, it looks super super freaking cool. Like yeah. I love when they do those anime anthology things. Yes. Like the first thing that comes to my mind is Animatrix. Yeah. That was awesome. Oh, I love it. Loved it. So anytime Love they it. do an anime anthology, whoo, I'm there. Uh Gotham Knights. Uh, yeah. the one that was like in the Nolan verse. Uh-huh. Set between Batman Begins and the Dark Knight. Right. But did not aesthetically fit it. 
it was and Kevin Conroy was voicing Batman at that point, yeah. and it wasn't Christian Bell. I was just yeah. like, how yeah. are, you should have just made this its own anthology thing. But cool, yep. whatever. I mean, yep. dope. Yeah, no, anth- anime anthologies are dope as shit to watch. Hell, anthology. Yeah. I think anthologies need to make a comeback in general. Like, especially after so. watching Halloween three. Mm-hmm. Like the the only series I can think of and that's anthologies based mm-hmm. is Cloverfield. Yeah, that's it now. Yep. That's they it. don't do anthologies. They're so no, sure don't so dead set on sequels, prequels, and between quels. Yes. Uh, fuck it, anthologies are cool as cool shit when shit. they're done right. Because it's a it can be a totally different idea, uh-huh. and you're gonna tie it in with you yeah, know, you can root certain it. things, yeah, right? And, in I mean, Cloverfield does that really well. I mean, oh, the only well. thing that wasn't that good about the Cloverfield movies was Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah, that was kind of undercooked. It was undercooked. But I mean, it gave you the same feel. I mean, it, it tied in much later, you yeah. know, to Cloverfield, uh-huh. and it gave me the sense of, like you said, it was a Netflix movie. No, that definitely was. So, I mean, it was, and well, it was the early day. It was kind of, I don't want to say the early days of Netflix movies, but it was really in one of the no, it was first stages of Netflix movies. Netflix original movies. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was in the earlier days of it because right. I remember it was Super Bowl was supposed to release the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. About three or four years ago, and during the Super Bowl trailer, it said immediately on streaming after the Super Bowl. I stayed up right until after the, I had to be at work the next day. Oh well, I was so dead set on watching it because I heard that the monster was possibly going to show up because I love right. the Culver monster. Oh yeah, and then it didn't show up until the very end. I was like, "Yep, totally worth it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was worth it. When that thing came through the clouds, oh, they, realized so they were on, not on the right. Oh, that thing planet. was way bigger yeah. than the uh, original one, too. Uh-huh. Speaking of that, uh, they're actually making a direct sequel to the original Cloverfield. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's what I read, at least. So I'll be interested in seeing. Uh, you know me. How I love my monster world, movies. Yeah. I, I'll oh, watch anything Kaiju, with giant ass monster. Man. Fucking kaijus are the bomb. It's awesome. Even if they only appear for a few brief moments, the threat that they're out there is so cool. Yeah. yeah. Nothing beats that otherworldly sometimes in the movies. Just True. that natural unknown terror. It's like, how yeah. would you react like, to that you type of situation? You, you can see all this other stuff out here. It's like, okay, you react to the dog, the bear, the, you know, the, even, you know, if you look at like, okay, Slender Man, we've seen enough of that shit already, you know, mm-hmm. but aliens hey giant how, monsters yeah giant monsters how you dealing with that <laughs> <laughs> you won't know until it happens yeah, exactly. i'm gonna go buy all the toilet paper god damn it yeah because <laughs> that's gonna save you yeah well i mean that's not gonna save you from a fucking giant. virus anyways but hey we went out for the toilet paper uh, yeah, yeah. we as a species are brilliant yes, we are what can i <laughs> tremendous. say tremendous <laughs> all right what are you giving this movie I will say a solid six seven. Six seven. Cool. I'll give it a six. I'm get I'll give it a six two. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Six two. I uh like I said, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed the like after the halfway point. Mm-hmm. Really picked up speed and that momentum yeah. carried it the rest of the way. Like really when you got into the mystery portion right. and not him just being a whiny bitch because she disappeared. Mm-hmm. That's when it got really good, and I was like, "Okay, now I'm invested." Right. So if she could have given me the later half as part of the beginning half, 
I'd have been in from beginning to end, no problem. Okay. It'd have been Good higher deal. rated for me. Good deal. Definitely recommend watching it on HBO. Yes. The hell. Excuse me. If you could go watch it as a matinee. <laughs> Listen, I need to stop drinking beer while we stop. do these things. I got to stop drinking beer. <laughs> Can't give up my Coronas. That's that's where hey, the family's at, bro. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I recommend yeah. you go see this movie hell yeah, on man. HBO Max. I got to have the Corona while you're yeah. doing this, man. It's all in the family. That's awesome. Um, yeah. No, uh, matinee this one. If you want to go see it in theaters, because I, yeah. like I said, I think it'd been cool right. to see this one in theaters, especially with all those grand visual shots. Yes, because Woo. I mean, on a large screen, yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, the, the movie was absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she she did a really good job with that. Like the yeah. world building in general, just without the narration, would have been yep choice. Pretty cool, but we get to say these things for less we, narration. Yeah, we get to we get to think about these things critically after we watch them. Yeah. We're just like nitpicky now. <laughs> You remember when we used to watch movies just for the joy of watching movies? Yeah. I mean, I still Sometimes do that, actually. Do that. Yeah. Turn your brain off for a little bit. Just watch it. Especially yeah. movies that are just made to explode. Shit to explode. The bot, Michael Bay style? Yeah. Boom, it's like, okay, boom. I'm not even, I don't care. No. That didn't make a bit of sense. It's almost physically impossible. Eh, that shit was You dope. know what I did appreciate, though, was the... That that brought something to my mind was the way he got his ass beat. Like there was no badass moment for him where he took on seventeen no. different guys. He tried to fight two guys or three, two or three guys at one point in time. Then uh-huh. he got one of them. The rest whooped his ass. They almost beat him did it. They beat him down. Yeah. So you know this was they. they she went for realism with this stuff. Yeah. So she yeah, didn't go like for said, like he's an uber badass. You didn't have that. Hey, oh, we're gonna have the Hollywood great happy ending. Yeah, and I'm glad no. that. No, it was depressing as fuck okay. when you really think about yep. it. Sure I haven't was. seen that depressing of an ending since Ex Machina. Hmm. Remember that movie? Yeah, but I, I didn't think it was a terribly depressing ending because he really? kind of got what he deserved. The the What was his name? Was the actor's uh, name? Isaac. Uh, no, Isaac Isaac definitely got what he deserved. Okay. But the, I'm talking about the guy that was falling oh, in love with her. Left, she yeah, left she his left ass, his ass in, in the cell, and he right, he God. was left there to fucking, fucking die. Starve. Yeah, yeah. That, that was depressing. That was kind of depressing. Yeah. Oh. And then what kind of havoc she wrecked on the world after that? Yeah, exactly. Knows. Depressing yeah, to think yeah. about. That was a good movie, though. That was a good movie. I that I could. I wish there was a sequel. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, see that again. I could see a sequel not. Based off this movie, but in this world, hmm. there could be something mm-hmm. cool in there somewhere. Okay. Like kind of like a, I'm not going to say Blade Runner-esque type sequel, but a Blade Runner-esque type sequel. You know what I mean? Doesn't yeah. have to have Hugh Jackman's character in it. Right. But the world and the, I mean, the same thing could be said for Inception. Mm-hmm. You could turn those into anthology type things with those type of worlds. Hell, any oh, yeah. Nolan movie, you, don't, you could turn into an anthology really type thing. really don't end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't and end. That's they the, just go. That's oh. the kind of thing that bothers me is they build these great majestic worlds and then they just leave it. Yep. Why not revisit that world with something different, a different story? It's like that's what's so good about the Marvel stuff. And I know we always come back to this, but Marvel took, I mean, necessarily it's an anthology, long form storytelling that where they all connect, but they're all based in the same world in that connective tissue. It's the right. Marvel formula in the Marvel universe. With all these different characters and these different yep, stories, it is worlds like this that she built for this movie 
could lend credence to that. Yeah, it's one big giant world. Yeah, I mean, it, Marvel. It's a universe. Marvel is a universe. Yeah, and I think that's so. where most of these movie universes fail is they fail to consider that. Aha! Exactly. Nobody wants to be stuck, but yet they Marvel has shown you're not stuck. Yeah, it's m- infinite possibilities of things. And I beg you to ask the question: What, what if? if? <laughs> yeah, I love that show. All right. What you got? You got anything else? No, sir. Okay. I ain't got nothing else unless you want to add on one little tidbit. Nothing? No, I'm good, man. Alrighty then. Well, I guess we'll see y'all next week with Candyman and whatever else we decide to pull out of our ass. (laughs) Surprise! (laughs) Right? All right. Until then. All right. I've been Kendrick. And I've been Mark. And this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening.